0: Today, we're going to talk about the Xbox 360 and the history of the system. I originally got an Xbox 360, then a few weeks later, experienced the Red Ring of Death, which was basically the system no longer works. and got told by Microsoft that it was my fault that I got the Red Ring of Death. And that was my experience starting off, so I took it back to Toys R Us and finally got that thing returned and got a new Xbox 360. Luckily, Toys R Us at that time had a very good return policy. But Xbox 360's history is marred in things like this, such as the Red Ring of Death, and Microsoft's denial of it, and then eventually having to replace a ton of Xbox 360 systems. The Xbox 360 was a system that Bill Gates did not even want to make. The Xbox 360 is also a system that tried to innovate with new tech, such as the Kinect, which was a moving device, which was really high-tech for its time, And a lot of people underestimated this device. However, the Kinect was really good. The tech in the Xbox 360 was absolutely amazing for its time and really did bring in geometric textures that we have not seen before that looked more lifelike. Previous generations did not have this. The Xbox 360 was really a major leap in graphical technology. The achievement system on the Xbox 360 was one of the first and one of the great things that really brought achievements into gaming. And not a lot of people talk about this, but the Xbox 360 brought those achievements in, which made the games last even longer than what previously they could have been done without achievement. There were over 70 million Xbox 360s sold, and that's a huge amount for that time. Like This was a system that solidified gaming It's a seventh generation of systems, so Nintendo Wii and the Sony PlayStation 3 were the main competitors of the Xbox 360, and that's where it really got interesting in this generation of gaming. The PS3 was built a lot different. It was not built on a basic computer architecture. It was a lot more complicated of a system, and that's why a lot of backward compatibility issues happen on the PlayStation. However, the Xbox 360 was built more like a computer, and that's why it's really easy to do backwards compatibility on, say, the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S that's out right now. This design actually led to people being able to play Xbox 360 games today on their current generations of systems because it was thought out that this is like a computer, but let's close the system down and make the Xbox 360 a gaming system but in reactionality it was built more like a computer versus the PlayStation was built into like different silos of CPUs. It was more powerful, but with that power came a lot of issues with getting games that actually ran well, while the Xbox 360 was a little bit easier to develop for. The Xbox 360 had three CPU cores running at 3.2 GHz each, which isn't too bad, but wasn't very powerful. 2 hardware threads per core, 6 hardware threads in total, 128 vector units per core, and 128 registers per hardware thread. I have no idea what that means, but I'm letting you guys know. And it really was a system that could pack some performance considering it wasn't very powerful. 9.6 billion dot product operations per second. And it wasn't as powerful as a PS3 as I said. But the graphics processor was very interesting. It was able to process 500 million triangles per second, 16 gigasamples per second with the anti-lacing and other things like that, 48 billion shader operations per second. And here's the main thing, 512 megabytes of dr 3 RAM, and you can imagine what the video memory is nowadays. It only had 512 megabytes of that RAM, which is probably the original GTX 260 that's around what we're at here. So right now we're in the generation of the RTX GeForce cards. We're going back to the GTX cards. That was a previous 10 generations back, and that's about the performance you'd get a 260, GTX 260. And uh, so not a lot of power in today's standards, but still a very good system for its time. This may be a statistic that makes more sense from how powerful the system was. It had one teraflop of power, while the Xbox Series X has 12 teraflops of power. So it's 12 times less powerful than the current generation of systems. Of course, that depends on when you watch this video. If you watch this video 100 years from now, that could be, like, astronomically low. The Xbox 360 was really one of the first systems that focused on more digital format so it really grew through the xbox store and the experience that they provided and being able to download games digitally it was really the first accepted system that had digital downloads and that really is cutting edge because most people actually buy digital these days and that was not the case back then In fact, the system was originally released with just a 64 megabyte memory unit and just a 20 gigabyte hard drive. Now, that is barely enough for any game today. In fact, most games would not be able to run on the Xbox 360. Even during that era, that was not a lot of space. So you had like one game you could install, and that was about it with the base model. One feature that many may not know about the Xbox 360 is it had the ability to rip music to the Xbox 360 hard drive, so it was basically a music ripper. I honestly don't think many people knew about this feature even when they had an Xbox 360, but that's what it could do. Way to go, Microsoft. While most people may not realize this, most people probably played this system in the beginning on 720p or even a standard television. This was not in the HD days, guys. So most people thought HD, at least when the time of the Xbox 360 was out, was 720p. And I would argue that most televisions that were running this were in 720. So that's how ancient the system is, basically. Or you could argue it's not that ancient because it's still on HD resolution. It did have the ability to run in 1080p and had anti-lysing to upscale on 1080p televisions. And also the main thing was 1080i is what it was called. But it upscaled for 1080p through an anti-lysing feature. Anti-lysing just means that it smooths around the edges to make it look nice. Now let's take a look at the audio of this system. It did have multi-channel surround sound and was a 48 Kilohertz 16 bit audio. That's not a lot, guys. Most things run in 192 today. That's considered good on YouTube. So you weren't necessarily getting great sound, but you did have a ton of audio channels to allow for surround sound and other things. And I don't think most people would even notice back then when it came to the sound. They would just be happy that they had a good headset. And most good headsets can account for making up with any sound issues. The system did allow for standing up vertically. I mostly saw people have it down horizontally on the floor a lot of times, but you did have the ability to put it next to a TV and stand it up vertically. When I got the red ring of death for this system, just to go a little bit off course, they said that the system wasn't set horizontally correct because I had set it on the floor and that there must have been a tilt or something in the floor that caused a red ring of death. And it was my fault. Obviously, years later, it would come out that the Red Ring of Death was a major issue. No, I got no hard feelings, Microsoft. You put a music ripper I didn't even know about in this system. If I would have known that, maybe I would have been okay with it. No, I don't think anybody should ever do that. Another interesting decision by Microsoft. The Xbox 360 was actually first introduced on MTV in May of 2005. Talk about trying to get the younger generation to really sign on for this system. I was excited for it. I'll tell you that much. I remember I went to a football camp when I was younger, and Xbox 360 had a ton of stuff that was set up at the camp. You could play like NCAA football 07 there, and that was like the coolest thing ever. And the tents had like Xbox 360 logos on them. It was just amazing. That was at Notre Dame at that time and it was so cool i think that was honestly the point where i was completely sold on the xbox 360 like totally consoled on it i was more of a sports gamer back then but i was sold in fact the system did so well once people bought into it that the average xbox 360 person who owned this game bought an average of seven and a half games. Honestly, that's a decent amount, but most likely what happened is people also went to places like Blockbuster. Yes, that was still in business and rented a lot of games too because that was still a thing during the Xbox 360 days. That was one thing even though the system was trying to push people to digital that made it a little bit different is you could still rent games on services such as GameFly, which definitely stayed in business because of Xbox 360 and rental services and being able to get those physical games. To be honest, 7.5 games seems kind of low. That's why I say that. Xbox 360 was also one of the first systems to really get into streaming like Netflix and other things that had not really been done before. But it really took off on Xbox 360 due to its interface. Xbox 360 almost was not named Xbox 360. It was almost named Nextbox, Xbox 2, Xenon, or Xbox Next. 360, really, honestly, is a little bit different terminology, and I did not expect them to call it Xbox 360. I would think most people thought it was going to be called the Xbox 2, but they went with the Xbox 360. Definitely an interesting name for the system. One funny fact about the Xbox 360 is when it was made, you know that green color? Well, that green color is because the person who made the design for the Xbox 360 did not have any other color so they decided to make it green. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Now, I don't mean to stay on the red ring of death, but the red ring of death is something that I had an issue with, so I have to stay on it throughout this. But basically, it cost Microsoft $1.5 billion to fix the issues with red ring of death and to get new systems to people and to repair these systems. So this was no small fix for Microsoft at all. The Xbox 360 really could have been a very good fitness system with the Kinect that was released with it because of the movements. The movements were cutting edge for its time, and some of the best movements that we've ever seen. It just didn't quite take off. That Kinect system was very good and still is good today. I think the Xbox 360 should be revived, or the Kinect system just for fitness because what it did was frankly cutting edge a company like beach body should come along and buy this technology that the connect has or at least use it to get really good fitness workouts in to where you actually have to do the moves and it rates you on how good you do those moves this was unheard of in fitness previously to that as you had to have motion controllers and joy cons and like the wii and all that other stuff you actually had something taking a video of you and judging your movements through a highly sophisticated movement system. The public just was not ready for this, is all I have to say. A lot of the games that came out for the Kinect were rather cheap, and it probably didn't help. If they just could have gotten a AAA title to buy on, that would have been great. Not a lot of people really hearkened back to Call of Duty, but Call of Duty 2, which was a War 2 shooter that came out, And set the stage for Call of Duty was the most successful game on the system when it launched in 2005. It sold over 1 million copies. This was not a standard. It's not like today where games just sell 1 million copies. This was very rare and an incredible feat for a World War II title especially. A few years later, in 2006, Gears of War became the best-selling game and actually sold 3 million copies. That's three times more than Call of Duty 2 sold, so the system was doing well quite early. Now, there was really something that was really cool about this. They had Xbox Live free, so you could actually use the features of Xbox Live without paying for it, but you did have a premium version to get the additional feature so that was something they did kind of cool at this time playstation though had a free service so that's kind of why they had to do this nowadays you're pretty much going to pay for any online service when it comes to gaming systems this really has been a drastic change as now gaming companies are charging for their online services when in the past they did not This is a natural tendency for most companies as it gets more complicated or as time goes on, they find new ways to charge. And the online services were one way they felt like they could deliver more value and charge a monthly premium. This is why we now have Xbox Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, and many other services. One game that really showed the growth of the system, so if you remember Call of Duty 2, had 1 million copies sold. Well, Modern Warfare 3 of Call of Duty in 2012 sold over 14 million copies. And Kinect Adventures also sold 16.7 million copies. So that shows the growth of the system and how the Kinect was not a complete failure. So you can see their numbers are going up over time. However, the Kinect still could not edge out, even in its prime, Enough for Microsoft to keep it, but Microsoft did make a Kinect 2, so those numbers, as you can see, 16.7 million copies for the Kinect Adventures, are still pretty high, but the Kinect 2 just didn't latch on. I think it was just released at a bad time. They should have released it at a different time, in my opinion, when they released the Kinect 2. But it's really cool that the connect did have some success they just mismanaged it and that's kind of the sad thing about the connect but the system selling volume just kept increasing and increasing making the xbox 360 a very successful system one of the neat features that not a lot of people know about this xbox 360 is that it came with groove music and you could actually get a full subscription like a lifetime and have all the music you want That was one of the rare things about it, or you could pay like a monthly subscription, but it's one of the few music options that people could have gotten where you had a lifetime. I wonder what happened to those people. I wonder if they're still using it for the Xbox Series X and S, if that transferred over. I'm just really curious because that would have been really cool. Please leave a comment if that is the case. Some would argue one of the best features of the Xbox 360 was that it had a removable hard drive. You could literally pop that thing in and pop in a bigger one very easily, so you weren't just stuck with the standard 20 gigabytes. You could upgrade very easily. Nowadays, people get external hard drives, of course, and they eventually open that up, but it was cool that you could actually put a hard drive in there, and there was a little slider for that, and that made it really cool, and you could upgrade it pretty easily now the xboxes were upgraded to have more hard drive space like the elite had 120 gigabytes and other things like that but you could easily go in there pop those things in and it wasn't a pain no other system does that right now again that may be due to just the external hard drives that we have today and you can reformat them into like two terabytes and i'll be honest with you guys the 120 gigabyte hard drive does not sound much these days but it was a lot back then especially considering that most games were physical back then versus being digital. But once you've gotten to digital, that could have been a little bit of an issue with games being around 8 gigabytes on average. It could hold 10 games, so not too bad. Considering, as I said earlier, most people only bought 7.5 games, you probably could fit most of your games on the system if you bought this way. So for the average user, this was enough space with, say, the Xbox 360 Elite. On the other hand, if you bought an Xbox 360 Elite, you probably had more than seven and a half games. Bill Gates at one point thought making a system was a joke. And this is why the Xbox 360 may have not had happened. If the original Xbox wasn't made, he had to be convinced that the system was a good idea from a business perspective. And Bill Gates really wasn't into gaming, so he didn't understand creating a system. Then what brought them into gaming was Sony. They said, well, do you want Sony to have their system in the living room or do you want Microsoft to have their system in the living room? And that's why the original Xbox was made, which then led to the Xbox 360. It all comes down to that goal of trying to be in the living room. This is why the streaming system, the digital stuff, and all that stuff came into play because they wanted to dominate the living room. We definitely saw this with the Xbox One where they really sold that system as, this is a everything system. And they wanted this with the Xbox 360, and they perfected their tech with the Xbox 360 to get to that point. A lot of things with these systems come by mistakes. For instance, a lot of people at Microsoft did not think Halo would be the game that it is today. They thought this game was going to be a failure. It was originally a Mac game like, okay, let's get the rights to Halo, bring it over to Xbox. They didn't think they were going to have multiplayer in this game. So there wasn't really a thing here that Halo would be big. Sure, it was a launch title. Sure, it was a big game. But they never thought that Halo was going to launch Xbox, which leads us to Halo 3. Halo 3 was a premier title that helped Xbox 360 drive sales. And because of the past of the original Xbox and the successes the original Xbox had, Halo led the way when it came to the Xbox 360 and leading to one of the greatest Halo games of all time, Halo 3, and driving sales for the Xbox 360 and setting the Xbox as almost the Halo box. Other games that drove the Xbox include Gears of War. Gears of War was a game that drove sales and was innovative for its time. Other games that I also played, and I know exactly how this went down because I played this system, is Fable. Fable was a RPG that really set a good standard for the Xbox, especially Fable 2 and what was possible for an RPG. Elder Scrolls Oblivion, well, Microsoft bought Bethesda, but Oblivion also was an RPG that did great things mass effect made by bioware was a launch title and showed what was capable of an rpg and has aged really well so go play some mass effect if you're looking for an xbox 360 game that launched and is still amazing today the xbox 360 though had struggles in japan it could not sell whatever they did but the funny thing is now that the xbox series x and s mainly the s has overtaken PlayStation in Japan. So Microsoft still got their ability to sell it in other countries. It just took a really long time, and the Xbox 360 was not the system that sold well in other countries. The United States, though, the system sold very well. And enough so that they went on to make the Xbox One. Throughout the life of the Xbox 360, there were a couple models that came out. In fact, there were two redesigns of the system. There was the Xbox 360 S, which was a slimmer system or a smaller system. and kind of set the trend for smaller systems. And PlayStation also had a PlayStation 312. And additionally, there was the Xbox 360 Elite that came out in 2013. These systems overall did sell very well, especially Delete, which was a higher-performance system, and kind of led Xbox to get to this mode of releasing different types of systems. They did this with Xbox One, with the Xbox One S, and all that jazz, and they'll most likely do it in this current generation that we're in with Xbox Series X. And they automatically release the Xbox Series S with this generation, so it kind of came full circle when they released two systems at once with the Xbox Series X generation. I know that was a lot, guys. Feel free to whine if it was too much. But you might have already lived it, so there you go. If you're watching this years later, I'm so sorry, but please hit that like button. Yes, that's a bad joke. I honestly just wanted to buffer you guys from all that zigzagging I just did there for all the Xbox Series S's, X's, X's. Xbox 360, Xbox, Xbox Elite, Xbox One S, Xbox One. Ah, it's so much. With the amazing history of Xbox and all the generation of people that have played it, I wanted to go over this one thing about Xbox. From Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, released 10 years after the Xbox 360 was launched. Last November, we celebrated a major milestone as the Xbox 360 console turned 10 years old. The 360 helped redefine an entire generation of gaming at Microsoft. I'm incredibly proud of all the work and dedication that went into the development of the Xbox 360 hardware, services, and games over the last decade. And I'm grateful to the fans for their continued passion and support. What an amazing thing and i think the amazing thing about this is that xbox was not supposed to be working at all originally it wasn't even going to be released and the xbox 360 went on to be one of the best gaming systems ever and connected people online like never before through xbox live and the amazing thing about this is is they held their promise they kept updates until 2022 where they tragically shut down the servers to halo games and that was a very emotional moment for a lot of people they kept their promise of keeping those servers back online for xbox 360 and they had released a ton of xbox 360 games on xbox series s xbox one and xbox series s they did so many different things with the xbox 360 and i will always have fond memories of the system that i grew up with and I remember playing Burnout and all these games that today I can barely even play, but they felt so amazing back in the day. I think I'm so excited for the future of Xbox just because of the experience that I had personally with this system. It's a rich history, and I really think that everybody on their new Xbox Series X should go back and play some Xbox 360 games on their Xbox Game Pass. It's such a rich history, whether it's going back through Gears of War, or the Halo games, or going back and playing Fable 2, just to see what it was like. This system was a system that connected people, connected friends, started so many different memories in my life, and also others. Thank you all for watching the history of Xbox. Watch the next video for even more. And I'll see you guys on the flip side. Game on.